Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur video and audio podcast. Now, I thought it might be fun and useful for you if I reverse engineered and deconstructed the money book launch. So unless you live in a hole, you'll know that money, my new book, went live on audio formats yesterday. And we've had a, a good run. Now, I'm going to I've got 17 steps so far in a, a launch. Now, of course, this is a book launch, but I'm going to try and make it generic for you. An Apple-esque launch, if you like, so that people are queuing up for miles the day before you launch your new product, your new service, your idea, your course, whatever it is. So this 17 will probably turn into 23 or 24, and it will probably be a two-parter. Um, so here are the results so far of money. We're only a day in. Um, but we've got Editor's Pick on Audible, which apparently is a huge thing, according to Hachette, my publisher, and Jonathan, who manages me and all my highs and lows of launching the book. Um, it was on the front page of Audible. Apparently, it was only us and Game of Thrones and one other book that got Editor's Pick. So, hey, that's a pretty good thing. I'm happy with that. Um, in Hachette, which is the second biggest publisher in the world behind Penguin, it sold more copies on pre-order than any book in the world in the week leading up to the book launch. So that was great. Uh, and we got to number one in all books in the world on audible.co.uk. Now, in the past, I've done book launches. This is our ninth book launch. When I say our, one of my books or a book I've partnered with, with Mark, my business partner. And in the past, we got to fourth behind Fifty Shades of Grey 1, Fifty Shades of Grey 2, Fifty Shades of Grey 3, and then Property Investing Secrets. So that was quite a coup, but we couldn't beat um, Fifty Shades of Grey. And then when I launched Life Leverage, we got to number two in all books in the world behind Joe Wicks. Joe bloody Wicks and your lean in 15. You were the bane of my life. Maybe I should interview you on the podcast. Um, but we got to number one in all books in the world on audio. Uh, and so let's go through some of the 17, which might be 23 points. Now, just to make this clear to you, this was a book launch, but I'm going to try and make sure that you could fit in any product or service that you might have and use the concepts of a launch. We made loads of mistakes in years gone by launching book one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Anna and I made some mistakes in this launch. Um, I'm going to discuss how many messages you should send out because you know I send a lot and maybe sometimes it's too much. If you have something go wrong with your text messaging system and it sends the same message out five times, that looks bad on you or rather me because it's my mug. Um, so, you know, there's always going to be some glitches. I'll be honest and open about what they are so that you don't make them too. Step one is way, way before you're launching the product, the book, like almost like the day you know you're going to do it and it's set in stone, You've got to start getting messages out there. Essentially, you're planting the seed that the new product is going live weeks or months in advance. 
And, um, you know, cars do this really well. And I'm sure that they don't mean to do this, but then they kind of know that this is part of the launch process. But, you know, let's say Audi are testing their new RS6. Well, they'll go out and they'll test it on the roads. And of course, they don't want people to see the photographs of it too early. They want to control the narrative. But, you know, they cover the car in this sort of black and white swirly mess. So you can't really see the design. And then people are out there trying to photograph. Oh, the new RS6. We've got the first photo. And everyone's sort of trying to create the buzz of who's got the first photo and who's publishing it. And that's almost a part of the launch because it's building the excitement. They're talking about, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to look like? Is it going to look like the old RS6? People will even make photo mock-ups of what the new RS6 would look like. Uh, and so that you want that sort of discussion and intrigue and mystery about what you're doing. Um, so what I often do months before I'm bringing out a book is I'll discuss with our communities some of the concepts I've got, some of the books I'd like to write. Um, I'd like to get you involved in helping me choose them. Uh, it's not quite official, but it's coming soon. And I just get it in your mind. So that's kind of like step zero, if you like. Then step one, when I know the concept, you've helped me choose the concept from the concepts I've got. I'm clear that the concept's going to be about money. I don't know the title, the subtitle yet. I just know it's going to be about that subject. I want to start getting you involved in the marketing process and the content process. I want to what we call crowdsource the title, the subtitle, the clear, specific, uh, um, what do you call it, concept, if you like. Now, um, I'm not very good at making very long things into very short concepts. I'm very, fully self-aware of my flaws. But so many people have said to me that money is a great concept. That never would have occurred to me because it's so blooming obvious, money. But just to be able to take everything about money and call it money, thanks to my publisher, thanks to you for all of your ideas. Um, so we've, you've helped me crowdsource a really good concept. And then the title and then the subtitle. So you now know what it's going to be. So I told you um, roughly what and when, but it's a bit mysterious. Now you know what it's going to be. Um, and you've been involved in helping me create the concept, which means that when it comes out, you're much likely, you're more vested into it. You're more bought into it. So if, iPhone, if Apple were launching a new phone, you know, they may get you involved in some of the, the testing of the software and the new um, you know, tools and systems that, that, that they create. If they could get you involved in it, then you're going to want it because you, be, you feel like you're part of the DNA of the product. Okay, so then the next step is as you're creating your product service, um, like for example, as I'm writing chapters of money, I'm going to share those with you in the communities, on the podcasts, um, you know, on YouTube, on all the different platforms, I'm going to share them. And I'm going to do it for a few reasons. Number one is I want to get the message out there continually. I want to build your hunger, your intrigue, your desire for this thing that's coming up in a few months. And the best way to do that is to give you some of it. Um, but also I want to test it because if I'm writing articles and I'm posting them and no one's commenting or sharing and the feedback is a bit blur, well, that's probably a good sign that it should be out of the book. So it's a good way to create a better product and service. It's almost like I'm getting continual feedback to improve it. It's almost like I'm going to be launching version seven when I'm only launching version one because I got to test some concepts. But again, it's in your mind. You're, you're being involved in it. You're, 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 you're testing it as you go. OK, and it's very early awareness. I want you to know well in advance. Now, the mistakes we made in our old launches is we didn't give you enough advanced warning, which meant that when it was live, we had to shout a lot harder about it. We had to send even more emails and texts and blah, blah, blah. Now, whilst a lot of people are subscribed to many of my companies and it, it's perceived by them that they get a lot of emails, we actually sent about three emails less 
in our launch phase as we normally do. Um, but of course, you might have got three times as many if you subscribe to all of my companies. But I try to make all of those messages different. I'll explain that in a minute. Okay, so the next thing you want to be doing now, this is almost like a parallel universe. So we've gone step zero, one, two, but now we're almost moving to a parallel universe because you want to do this uh, concurrently with what I've just said is you need to build up your following. You need to build your subscribers on YouTube. You need to build your followers on Facebook. You need to build up your podcast subscribers. You know, the people who read your articles on LinkedIn, the people that are in your Facebook groups, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you know, all of them, your email database. Because the bigger your followers, your fan base and your subscribers are, obviously, when you launch a product, and the more people you have to buy. Now, um, of course, that grows and grows and grows and grows as you create more products and services and launch them. But it also, um, give, you know, you build more goodwill because you've got a product and another product and another product and another product. Um, and it'll happen organically as people share your work. But you absolutely want to be doing that yourself. So that could be that you're doing some Facebook ads or boosts to build your following. It could be that you're, you know, you're using lead pages or you're doing more direct response marketing to get opt-ins to your email database, you know, or you're, you're, you're basically just building your customer database. Now, um, if you don't do that concurrently, when you come to launch your thing, if you've got no one to buy your thing when you launch it, then all that work you did was wasted. Um, then the next step, so back to step three, but four, because we started with zero, is I also want to crowdsource the design. So you've helped me with the title, you've helped me with the subtitle, you've helped me with the concept, we're clear about that. I, I, I've told you what it is. Then we're writing some chapters and I'm getting your feedback and you're involved in the dialogue and I'm posting some quotes and I'm asking you some questions and it's all in your mind. Then it's time to get the actual physical collateral, you know, the cover, the design, the, um, the brand of it. And um, if I get you involved and get your feedback and, you know, my designer creates four or five concepts and then my publisher creates four or five concepts and I show you them and I get you to discuss them and I show you the ones that we don't like as well as the ones that we do and I allow you to give us detailed feedback, again, you're involved, you're crowdsourced in the idea. Now, a visual is much more impactful than words. Therefore, I want to get you involved in the visual process. Uh, and of course, that's what we did. We've had really good feedback about the brand and the cover, you know, the black with the, the crest, etc. Okay, um, then what I'll probably do, um, and I did for money, is I will get 20 people who I think have got a very sceptical mind, who I think are very detail-oriented, who I think love researching and picking things apart. And um, when I've created the raw edit of my product or service, and remember, it's not just a book, it can be anything, I'm going to invite these people to my office. I'm going to pay their expenses and I'm going to get them all to sit there and I'm going to get them all to go through the product with a fine tooth comb. And this is what we did. I hadn't done this for life leverage and I should have done. Um, and I did this for uh, money and I had 20 of our community members all going through the book with a fine tooth comb, all giving feedback on every chapter. Now, the good thing about that was that's an editing process. So it makes the book more strong. Um, but also is 20 people who can then go out there and share the message. Oh, I've read the book. I'm the first one to read the book. It's great. I'll tag them into some of the discussions. I'll get them trying to share some secrets about the book, but not too much. We'll keep it a bit mysterious, but try and get some message out there. So it's almost like a focus group, if you like. And of course, you know, big companies do that. Then the next stage is as soon as you've got the launch date, you want to get that launch date set in stone in the diary and you want to get it out to the masses. Now, um, in the past, we've been really bad at that because what we've been good at is finishing the book 
And the time between finishing the book and getting it live has been very short. And that's been good, which means you can write a book, self-publish, get it out there. You know, you're disruptive, you're, you're fast, you're dynamic. When you have a publisher that's a global publisher, that's a huge publisher, uh, you can't turn it around that quick because there's a lot more detailed process and you're working with them who are launching a load of other books and they're more thorough with their editing, which is good, by the way. So I'd written the money, the money book uh, at the end of last year. We got it edited at the end of last year. I was ready to launch it in January. And of course, it's just got launched yesterday, which was the 27th of July. And the paperback isn't out until I think the 17th of October. So you can see the lead time. And I had to really push with my publishers, who were great with me, by the way, and really flexible, but to really push them to get the audio book launched before the physical book. And by the way, in episode two, part two of this uh, podcast, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, doing the, the two launches, the audio book and then the physical book. We've done that twice now and it's worked really well. Um, you get the cost, you get two um, bites at the cherry, as it were. But there's a lot of specific reasons why it's great to do it like that. If there's a space between them, a decent space. Um, but I think I'll have to save that for part two. Um, the, the, the great thing about working with my publishers is um, they got the launch date probably three months in advance um, of when I was basically ready to launch, maybe more. So now I can give you this date and there's plenty of time. You can book it in your diary. I can start planning bonuses. I can start planning launch models, time frames for everything, things, assets we need to get together, influencers that we might want to help promote, investment of money that we spend and resources into promoting the book, some guerrilla strategies, some interviews I might do, some keynote speeches I might go around and do. That's one I've got to add. Um, it's not in my notes here, the, um, the, the mini book tour I did and the promoting of it. Okay, uh, and what you want to do as quick as you can is get it available on pre-order. So you want to make sure that um, it's live on Amazon, it's live on iTunes, it's live iBooks, um, their audio format, pre-order in paperback and any other formats that it might be um, well in advance so people can start buying the pre-order copy. Now, until version one of Life Leverage, I was always self-published. Of course, now I've, I'm published with two books, Life Leverage and Money. Um, but when we were self-published, we only really got it live the day of the launch. So people couldn't buy it two or three months in advance. So I'm talking about it a lot, I'm doing all the crowdsourcing and the sharing of the articles and getting you involved and getting it in your mind. And there's all this energy. And then people are naturally going onto Amazon and Audible and iTunes because that's what you do. But it's not there and it doesn't exist and they can't pre-order. And we've sold thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. It could be tens of thousands. It could be more. I don't know the official figures before it came out. Now, there's a little um, sort of trick, hack model um, that my publisher told me that I didn't know, which is the more pre-orders you sell of a copy, the more in stock Amazon will get, which means when you go live, you've got more to sell because the worst thing you can do when you go live is sell a few thousand, then it go out of stock. And then a load of people are hitting the page and they can't buy your book because it's out of stock and then they don't get delivered quickly and then all the energy created is gone and then they don't go leave a review and then they buy it a week later or they get it two weeks later and then the energy is gone and then they're forgotten and then they don't read it and then they don't review it and then they don't share it. So, you know, we, the reason we make a lot of noise um, on it all the time is because you've got this window of opportunity to go big where everyone's excited about it. You know, if you're really excited about something that you get, you're going to consume it when you get it. If you're not, you're just like, oh, well, I can't even remember about that. Yeah, Rob was going off about that a few weeks ago. I'll read that next. So you want people to get it. I mean, there's been people, 16 hours uh, money is the audio book. Yeah, people have already got through it. 
straight away. I've had my first hater review. They couldn't have listened to it because I worked out the time frame. They couldn't have physically listened to it. And, um, you know, people are sharing it and talking about it and photos and selfies and everything else. And there's this big energy and buzz. Um, and there's a couple of things in the launch model in part two of this podcast, which I'll talk about, where you can kind of jack onto that buzz so you can get reviews, shares and everything else. So you want it available in all formats. Kindle is another format. Um, while people are thinking about it so that when they're searching for it, they're going through your blogs and articles, they're filtering their way down to um, look at your books, um, they can actually place a pre-order. And even if they don't place a pre-order, they know when it's coming out. All right, um, so that leads me on to the next point, which I kind of covered, is you've got to ensure it's on all formats. Now, I know a load of good authors who've sold many, many tens of thousands of books, many who've sold more than me, but it's only in paperback. Um, you know, it's not on Audible, it's not on iTunes, it's not on iBooks, it's not on Kindle. And you want to make sure you've got it in all formats. Now, it's a lot more costly and time consuming to put it onto Audible because you've either got to do the 16 hours of voiceover. Um, and, you know, um, I let you know how much pain I went through doing the voiceover of my own book. It took me five full days. What about 45 hours? Goodness knows how many edits and F ups and you name it. But it was worth it. And of course, getting it on Kindle and getting it on iBooks. And there are other places um, where, you know, where you can book reads. And there are other places as well where my publishers publish the book so that other people can get it. You want as many people to get it as possible. And we all have different learning formats. And of course, you, what, what I often find um, in our communities, people will buy the audio and they'll want the paperback too. Um, because they'll want to take notes. They'll want to be able to look at it and see it. Um, and so that's a great thing. So I'd probably sell... And 40% more copies just because people buy more than one format. I often buy more than one format. And if there's a book I really love, I will get it in audio and on physical because I like to make notes and put it in pride of place in one of my many bookcases and libraries in the house. And, and hey, look, you sell 40% more, which is obviously a great thing. Okay, right. So then the next stage is having a plan months before of the messaging that goes out. And I'm still a bit chaotic and disruptive, but you know, there are dozens of Facebook groups. We've got 270-ish thousand subscribers at Progressive Property Unlimited Success, Progressive Property Network. Um, you know, you've got the option of test messaging, which is of course a bit disruptive because some people like it and some people don't. Um, you've got what you put on your own profiles. You've got your page, your business page. You've got the LinkedIn. You've got all the social media profiles. And what you want to do is have a plan. And you know like Gantt charts where they have sort of timelines and they're kind of next to each other and they overlap for different timelines. Well, you kind of want to do that with your launch plan. And I think I, think I did this better than any other launch I've done, but still not perfect and still maybe, you know, my default is I'll just more, 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 overwhelm. And that's my default. And maybe I could be a bit more elegant and a few less messages, but more powerful. So that's feedback for me. But what we definitely did this year better is the messages on the social media groups, the messages in the emails and the messages in the different platforms, um, we varied the messaging. I varied the content. I varied the timing of them because I know many of you follow me in all of these different profiles. And so some of you perceive that I've done hundreds of messages. You're, you know, if you follow in all the platforms, you're going to see it. So I wanted to make the content different in each one, the quotes different in each one, the time that they come out to you different in each one so that at least you feel you're getting some value. I wrote 27 different emails um, nine emails, three different versions, and all the content was different in each one. Um, and therefore, I, I felt like I wanted to educate more through this launch than previous launches. Previous launches, I'd be like, buy it, get these bonuses. If you haven't bought it, buy it. If you've already bought it, buy another one. If you've already bought two, bought five. If you bought five, bought ten, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. 
But this time I want to kind of like um, educate you, give you a chapter, give you a section, give you an excerpt. Oh, and please buy it. Give you an excerpt, give you a quote. Oh, and please buy it. Um, so, you know, I'm going to look at the data and see if that was more effective. And I'm going to work that into the next launch. Um, by the way, you shouldn't be scared of promoting yourself. Uh, if you don't promote yourself, no one else is going to. Um, and if there's a default between not enough messages or too many messages, you know where I stand on this. I would say too many messages um, because, you know, plenty of people, um, you know, they just miss stuff. I'm amazed. Sometimes we send like um, two emails a day. Uh, sometimes I'll put four posts a day in a community and there's still plenty of people. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't know about the book. I didn't know about the bonuses. I'm also like, wow, um, because people live in different time zones. People um, look at um, go on social media at different times. There's a lot of people that aren't on there all day, every day, like you or I, maybe. OK, right. So basically what you're looking to do here is get the messages out in all of your different um, profiles and platforms, your blogs, your pods, your vids, your lives. You're looking to build hunger. You're looking to build desire. You're looking to build anticipation. Um, you know, you're, it's like the cliffhanger for the next um, series. You're looking to build this emotion that gets people to really want it because it's that emotion that gets them to really want it that will get them to consume it and get them to share it and get them to review it. And ultimately, your best chance of going viral in your launch is those early consumers, those early users and adopters getting it, loving it and sharing it. And, I, you know, I'm sure millions of people have tried to work out algorithms to make something go viral. But the people I've listened to who, you know, who've made things go viral and the people that have mentored me on this, that initial launch, you know, that number one for a week is so important. And if it's well received and shared and there's great buzz and energy, it can go wild. But, you know, like I'm good at getting stuff to number one. I've done it a few times. I can always improve. I'm good at making the initial noise. But I'm not a celebrity on the A-list who has 15 million subscribers. You know, I'm, I'm sort of a level below them. And I rely on you sharing and I rely on you loving it and feedback and evangelizing to all your friends about it. And so that initial buzz, you know, you can help create that by creating the hunger, the need, the desire, the anticipation. Anticipation marketing is a concept where you create desire and hunger and need for something, but they don't know exactly what it is. So I'll tell you there's going to be amazing bonuses. I'll tell you there's going to be a £50,000 bonus. I'll tell you that if you share the podcast, there's an unannounced surprise bonus. Sorry, the book. I said the podcast. Um, and I, but I won't tell you what it is. Because if I tell you what it is, you might not want it. Or if I tell you what it is, I'll let the cat out the bag. So where you can in your launch models, create this anticipation, this desire for something. I want it. I don't know what it is, but I want it. Um, and then when you go live, you can let people know what they are. You tag back into that emotion and then they're much more likely to go do it and share it. Um, and, and on that note, um, I've got a special offer for you, which is if you share and review my book, Money, on Audible, Amazon, iTunes, I will give you one year's free membership to the Rob Moore Business Academy. So I have a Business Entrepreneurs Academy. It's £29 a month minimum level. Um, people pay for higher levels too. Uh, and um, it's basically a load of unreleased content around business, finance, entrepreneurship. Um, obviously, I've done a lot about money, um, but this is, a se this is separate. A lot of this content is unreleased. There's hundreds of hours. And um, you can get the highest level that people pay absolute minimum £29 a month for free if you share my book money, the link to it, and maybe your comment on it on your social media platforms. And if you review, all you have to do is tag me in or, you know, let me know via private message that you've done it. You need to review and share 
and I'll give you a year's free membership to this academy. Uh, and by the way, I actually hadn't planned that into the launch, but of course, based on what I've just said, I don't just want this launch to die now and everyone kind of go, oh, well, yeah, money came out yesterday. Hold on, let's get on with our lives. You know, I want lots of reviews. I want lots of shares. I'm not doing this for the money, which is, would be okay if I did, but I'm not because I've launched my new foundation, as you know, and all the profits go to my new foundation to help um, underprivileged people and young people especially, but anyone across the globe, get better financial education to make more, manage more, give more money. Uh, and I think it is a, a fundamental problem of a schooling system and you know the divide between the rich and the poor that we aren't educated enough about money as we grow up, managing it, the fundamentals, the laws, the principles, how to manage a lot of it, you know, how to behave around it, your mindset and upbringing and psychology around it. And I want, that's my mission to change the world in that department. So really the book is the, the, the spearhead for me to be able to do that and you can help me with that. So go do that now and then we'll come to part two. So in part two of um, reverse engineering and uh, deconstructing my book launch so that you can launch your own products and services, we'll go on um, how you can get people into the creation of the audiobooks, how you can use live feeds, um, the double launch model, as I call it, the build up. Um, the adding in of surprises, the adding in of extra huge bonuses, the competitions asking influencers and how to get influencers to share it, the investment in the marketing of it, what I call CPA, um, going large on launch day, sharing all the social proof, um, new angles and concepts and uniqueness, etc. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And if I can help you in any way with anything, simply post a message below, or if you're listening to the audio, come and join us in the Disruptive Entrepreneur community. Tag me in, I'm here to serve you, to help you grow your business and your enterprise, and make and give more money.